Hey folks, it's Glenn. Uh, just wanted to drop a little line here at the beginning of the show. Uh, for some reason, my uh, software decided to take a total crap for about a 10 minute period there. So you're going to hear kind of a jump uh, when we're in the what we're playing segment. Uh, all of a sudden, Josh is going to ask me about uh, the new Green Hornet TV show, and that's kind of where it is. So I don't think you'll actually hear what I'm playing at all, but I still get to talk about my shiny, big, shiny Laserdisc record things. So uh, enjoy the geekiness. We got pretty movie-centric here this this time around. Uh, apologies for not having that discussion. We actually had a big Batman discussion, but yeah, my software freaked out, and uh, my, my microphone just sounded like I was a robot for about 10 minutes. So apologies, but enjoy what, what's here. Episode 277 of the PlayStation Nation podcast with you once again. Uh, I am Glenn, and with me is Josh. How's it going? Good. Baby man! I'm baby man! I bathed the child today. The child, yes. (laughs) Yeah, baby. So, uh, doing things a little bit different. Uh, Out of 277 episodes, this is the first time I've ever done this. It's so blasted hot in the uh, upstairs area of my house that I actually moved the laptop downstairs and hooked up down here and I'm sitting on the couch. I can see why you do this, Josh. I mean, I'm sitting on the couch, <laughs> nice and comfy, got the brewer game on the, t- on the big 50-inch plasma in front of me with the sound off. This is pretty sweet. Now I can uh, just nice. get all distracted like you do all the time. Well done. <laughs> so it's a little weird, though. Uh, uh, the uh, The recording software we use is acting up a little bit, so... Yeah, I'm not getting a master track, so hopefully we don't fuck anything up. Don't fuck it up, Josh. Don't fuck it up. Don't do what? Am I supposed to be recording now? Oh, son of a bitch! Anyway. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a geek out tonight, at least for me. I, I've just really been geeking out movie-wise uh, the last week. And uh, not just watching movies, but, yeah, buying big-ass, like, 12-inch CDs. So, I'm going to be geeking out a little bit, I think. Nice. Shiny yeah. records. Shiny records. So we got one news item, or a new release, I'm sorry, a bunch of news items. What we're playing and watching, uh, a new tournament that our community is going to start pretty soon. So not only the, uh, the the pinball tournament going on, or the league or whatever you want to call it, but now another new game that I think Josh actually might get into a little bit. Our review of, our review of Dyad. <laughs> and I think we're both going to review Dyad, I believe. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. You should do it. I mean, I played all that you know a couple months ago and i played a bunch of it but not enough probably to really i could chime in every now and then as you tend to do from time to time so that's all right every now and then yeah (laughs) you gotta stop me from talking all the time uh and then your long-awaited review of shinobito 2 revenge of zen uh emails yeah we're actually doing some emails tonight we're not going to skip them for a change right 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 I guess. It's easy for me. I'm sitting on my nice, comfy couch. Yeah. Why? Oh, oh, my foot's up. Oh, oh, how have not, I had not done this before? Oh, man. This is great. 
<sighs> Don't go to sleep. Oh, no. I can't really do that. I've got these big ear- earphones on. You know. But they are shutting out all the noise. <sighs> so what's this uh, new release that GameStop doesn't even have listed and only Amazon does? Which means it's obviously coming out, right? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Is that... what? Mi coach? Hola, you got the mi coach. It's mi coach. By Adidas. I think it's my coach. Yeah, well, am I? No. Is this a Wii game? Are you sure? This is not a Wii game. Well, I mean, it it is forty nine ninety nine, so obviously it's the highest of quality. And it's me coach, so you're getting coached (laughs) by me's? I don't get it. Uh, that means you really can't do very much except for walk across a little plaza. Or is it Michigan coach? Is that what that stands for? As long as it's not Penn State coach. Too soon? Well, yeah. Too soon? I don't know. Maybe. Hi-oh! Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> where were we? Oh, yeah. Me coach. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking it up. You know, I, I, I was thinking about this before we got started, and then we got started, and uh, it kind of threw me off, but... I was going to look it up. It's obviously, it's got to be a move game, you would think. Hmm. Probably not. Oh, yeah. PlayStation move required. Okay. Train with the best. Who's the best? I don't know. Football, soccer, basketball, tennis, and running. So it sounds like you're going to be doing a lot of running in place. Let's see. Sports-specific training with your sporting heroes. 18 total on disc and via DLC, of course. Including Kaka, I swear to God, it says Kaka. Oh, dude. Uh, Dwight Howard, Manuel Neuer, Jessica Ennis. Ooh, there's a lady. Uh, Jose Marino, Anna Ivanovich, uh, Will Jenia, and Eric Berry. I have no idea who these people who are. Who are these people? <laughs> I know Dwight Howard and Anna Ivanovich. I've heard of her. She's, she's got to be tennis. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 400 plus exercises, full body optical tracking. Ooh. Access every review stats, log activity, and manage schedules and plans from web-capable devices. I will say uh, the one thing that really catches my eye right away and tells me AAA title, 505 games. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, but it is sponsored oh, by Adidas and stuff. You know. Uh, <laughs> I should ask for a review copy just for you. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, on to the news. We got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Uh, somebody asked about you know this thing that came out this week about Battlefield Four is being hinted at, and you automatically get into the beta in 2013 when you buy the new Medal of Honor Warfighter. Folks, nobody thought Battlefield 4 was coming? What, is this a surprise to anyone? I, Me. I mean, well, it is, I think it's coming too soon. I mean, for the Battlefield franchises and, and you know how long they usually last, I think it's kind of early, but nobody thought Battlefield 4 was coming. Seriously. Well, now we're on that Call of Duty console kind of cycle, so no, Battlefield 4 this- has to come very quickly. Yeah, but this isn't once per year like Call of Duty. Well, but they're starting to edge that way because Call of Duty is a, well, for the moment, and it's getting close to getting run into the ground, but it's a multi-billion dollar franchise, so. 
Well, I'm just surprised they're doing another number right away. I mean, when you looked at the old Battlefield games, you know, it went Battlefield 1942, and then you had three different, like, huge DLC hey, packs. that's a number. <laughs> but then Battlefield 2 came... It didn't even come until Battlefield Vietnam happened, and then and there was Battlefield 2, and then there were a bunch of uh, DLC packs for that, like big DLC packs, which they're kind of doing for Battlefield 3 now. Uh, and then we had 2142, which was kind of shitty. That's another number. It, that's a bunch they, of numbers. They don't do numbers. Well, uh, no, 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 I didn't say that. <laughs> but they don't do a yearly cycle. And there's usually something in between that's usually not as good, like Battlefield Vietnam and Battlefield 2142. Although Vietnam got great two years after it came out. <laughs> Perfect. Like, well, no, when the game first came out, uh, everybody was getting these new Sound Blaster, uh, I think it was like an Audigy card or something like that, and it did this great digital sound and spatial sound and everything else, and uh, Vietnam was one of the first games to support it, and then you got it, and it wouldn't work. You had to run st- uh, nice. software stereo sound for a long time because there was some problem with it. So finally, they got all those kinks worked out after about a year and a half in Vietnam, and then, then it was kind of a fun game. <laughs> but I mean, when you think about it, BF three came out last year, so it's going to be over two years before BF four comes out. It just—it still seems a little. Like, I don't know why it seems weird, but it does. It is too soon. Well, I mean, by then you'll have four big DLC packs, actually five, six, because there was the Vietnam pack, there's the Karkin pack, and now these other four close quarters and the other ones that are coming soon. So actually, meh. I guess maybe it's not too early. But it still makes me laugh that people are surprised by it. Oh, my God. Huge thing. Battlefield 4. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe it's coming. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I think people can't freak out at anything nowadays. Just doesn't make any sense. But anyway, on to the news that we actually planned on talking about. (laughs) Yes. So uh, this first one, uh, pretty cool, actually. I, I like this one. We, we, you know, we talked about the, the two new characters in PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale last week uh, with Hihachi and Toro. Well, at uh, Comic-Con, they actually announced, well, they say two characters, but really it's three. So uh, Jack and Daxter have been announced, and actually they work as a team. They work as one. So they're not two separate characters officially. You know, you, when you choose one, you get the other as a bonus. It's like... Free DLC all of a sudden. <laughs> and the other one, nobody's surprised, I don't think. Uh, Cole from Infamous, obviously. Yeah, you know, I don't know. That Cole character, the model doesn't quite look right to me. Well, I think that's more in the style of the game itself, though. Uh, all the characters are kind of rounded off. and Yeah. You know. I don't know, I've just, I was actually playing Infamous 2 this past week, which is why I'm looking at him, and I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. Hey, guess what I finally bought? What? Festival of Blood. Nice. <laughs> I think it was on sale for PS Plus or something, I'm like, you know, I don't own this, I should probably buy it. So, I haven't played it yet, but I bought it. Well, it's a fun playthrough. It's really yeah. neat how they, how they make it a story that fits in with Infamous 2 in a way. Yeah, it sounds kind of fun. So the whole yeah. vampire thing and everything. Yeah. At least it's not zombies. And at least it's not sparkling vampires. Sparkle, sparkle. That's true. But you get some cool vampire powers, which is pretty sweet. Like what? Uh, well, you can essentially turn into a swarm of bats and fly farther and faster across really? the map. Yeah. 
You see, you told me all this like what when it came out about a year ago, but obviously yeah, I've I forgotten did. it all. Yeah. Come on, I'll be forty in a couple of weeks. I forget That's okay. things. I mean, the, and it's cool because they they write it off as well. Vampires are just another type of conduit. Ah, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Clever, huh? Yeah. By the way, if anybody hears like a little rubbing sound or anything, I'm holding the mic tonight. It's not in a. Uh, uh, Are you bracket. sure that's that's what you're holding? As far as you know. Okay. I'm watching the Brewers already up one nothing on the St. Louis Cardinals in the second inning. I'm watching but I'm the sure Brewers, they're up one nothing. My legs are up. Something's rubbing. I don't know what's <laughs> going on here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Take it. Take it. Yeah. Uh, no. I, I like I said. I. I think it's pretty cool that, they, that we're getting some more characters. I mean, there's a lot to unveil here, and you know, the game comes out in what, what was it, September, October time frame. I think it's October. So they got. I mean, they've got a lot of characters left to unveil, and they don't have a lot of time <laughs> when you really think about it. Yeah, I yeah, I'm wondering how they're going to do this. They're going to just announce another two every other week or something like that. Probably just to keep the hype up. This is definitely the most hyped game right now in terms of just you know the. The amount of uh, information that they're dumping on us, I mean, just constant. Here's more characters. Here's more characters. Yeah. Here's a new. Here's a new level. I don't think they did. They didn't do a new level at Comic Con either, did they? I don't know. I didn't actually get to see any of that news. Mm, yeah, it looks like it's just the characters. That's all right. Oh no, there's a Hot Shots Golf level. Oh my god. Nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's in the trailer for the Jack and Dexter. Which was kind of funny. Uh, Nick put this story for, up for us, and he actually said Jackson Daxter in a couple spots. So uh, Rubenstein caught it right away and said, Jax from Mortal Kombat? That's badass. <laughs> Oops. Although, don't feel bad, Nick. I say Jax all the time, too. So I think it's a common mistake. Uh, not to me. Well, I would never say that to you. You heathens. <laughs> I know that's your trigger word, so I, I make sure not to say that around you. That's right. Slow Niagara Falls. Slowly <laughs> I turn. Step, <laughs> step by, by step. step. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay, yeah, for any uh, 60-year-olds out there, you're going to love that joke. <laughs> Indeed. That's, a, that's probably um, old, one of the oldest callbacks we've ever used. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Well, we may have to make that a contest. Don't say the answer. We may have to, may have to make that a contest or something. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, all right, this next one. Uh, t- two more characters unveiled for a fighting game. Yeah, Injustice, this is like the way we go. Two characters. Here Indeed. comes two characters. Injustice, God's Among Us. I can't wait dun, for this dun, game. Dun, I can't, dun, so dun, can't wait dun. for this game. This is so badass. The, the greatest cyborg? thing about this is what? Marvel vs. Capcom is so trigger-happy and you know button-mashy and everything else. I like it, but I don't really play it a lot. This game looks so goddamn badass that I'm going to... And I know I'm going to play it because it's kind of that Mortal Kombat feel, the newer Mortal Kombat, because it's from the same studio. And it's just badass DC characters, and that's what I want. I already have that, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. No, this is way better. No, no, no. Way Joker better. shoots. That's all way I know. No, maybe he'll shoot in this one. You never know. He's not going to shoot. You don't he know. Be no Joker. You, th- you don't know. Heath Ledger is dead. Ain't going to be no Joker oh, in this game. Oh, what about Mark Hamill? Mark Hamill. <laughs> well, that's it. Please, he can't hold a candle to Heath Ledger's Joker. Uh, well, they're very different, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, they are very well. I mean, we'll talk about that too. But we just yes. rewatched the other the, the two Batman movies this weekend, and my God, that guy! 
Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yep. So Cyborg and Nightwing are coming to this Really game. badass. Huzzah. Uh, I was watching a, an interview with Ed Boon, and he was talking about the characters. And Cy- Cyborg actually is probably going to be the most complex character in the game. Uh, he's got weapon systems all over the place. He can, like... Uh, target a bunch of things on the ground with a bunch of missiles so you see like a bunch of crosshairs on the ground and all that uh and nightwing is probably the most acrobatic character in the entire game obviously uh being dick grayson and uh, he's got these two power batons that he can actually pop together as one lance kind of like uh <laughs> kind of like uh, uh darth uh maul i've got my power batons i got my power batons <laughs> Those extendable, but hey, you could, Jeff Galuli did a lot of damage. You can do some pretty good damage with those things if you don't watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Nah, you know, it looks really cool, though. I'm, I'm pretty excited because having Nightwing in a game, number one, you don't see him in a lot of games. And it, it's a pretty cool choice, especially to kind of counterbalance Batman being in the game. And yeah, I think it's pretty neat. I'm excited. Man, this game's going to be so damn good. That's cool. Oh, we, can, we can only get a contact at Warner. Anyway. All right, this next one, uh, this is pretty cool, too. Uh, number one, Actually, as a side note to this game, too, we, we have a little side note. Uh, but the Vita exclusive features for Street Fighter X Tekken have finally been revealed. And this is actually coming out uh, October 23rd for the Vita. So it's in a video, which I haven't watched yet. <laughs> so- nice. I've been busy. Leave me alone. Well, I watched it while you were trying to get your damn computer set up. Well, you have like your, AR photos and you can share get your, your Brewers game going. Yeah. Well, you know, well, priorities, see, man. The weird thing is they show that you can do ad hoc fight requests, you know, and that's cool. Sure. But then it says exchange replays after the fight. Well, if you're both doing the fight... What, do you need to Why would you need to exchange? Well, maybe the you replay? both pull off some cool moves. That yeah, but shouldn't it be recording the replay on each machine? Why would you need to exchange the replays? Is just one machine doing all this? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, check out music and movies in the gallery. Collect sound effects and voices that you can only hear and use in the game itself. Probably. Yeah, but this one's kind of cool. Broadcast your character creations. So that other people that are walking around can find them and actually download them. Yeah. That's, That's kind of cool. And the AR photos, you can just uh, take pictures of any of the characters anywhere. Yeah. Yay. Can you take pictures with you? Like you and Ryu? Yep. While you're on the turlet. Exactly. <laughs> it's going to be great. I think we're going to have to ask for that on Twitter in October. Post your best <laughs> turlet picture with a character from this game. <laughs> oh, that could get scary. Uh, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's in October. Are we going to remember this? Probably not. No. No. Not at all. Pretty cool, though. And then, as, a, as an aside for uh, Street Fighter X Tekken, uh, they revealed that the characters of Mega Man and Pac-Man will probably never be in the 360 version officially. So they're PlayStation exclusive. Huh. It is funny, though, because the characters are on the disc for the 360 version. So some people that have hacked into the game and hacked the, the save files, because that's really easy to do in the 360, have actually made the game playable on, like, hacked systems with those two characters. So I think that's kind of funny, too. That's crazy. We're not going to make the deal until afterwards, and we don't know what the deal is going to be, so we're going to put them on the disc just in case, because we don't want to have to make somebody download a 2-meg file. <laughs> that would just be wrong. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, on to the most important news of the week. Yeah, definitely. The Ratchet and Clank collection is coming to North America in, on August 28th. Sweet! And just as a reminder, it's the first three Ratchet and Clank games on the PS2. And the online multiplayer from Up Your Arsenal is still functional for the PS3 version. Which is badass. Which is very badass. And here's our big North American bonus, because we had to wait from uh, Europe already got this. Yeah, those damn Europeans. Our big bonus is exclusive first access to a demo for Sly Cooper Thieves in Time. Not a bad deal. Not a bad deal at all. That's sweet. I'd be more excited if I hadn't already played a bunch of it several times. (laughs) (laughs) I'm cute. I played Sly Cooper 4. That's right. (laughs) Jealous bitch. (laughs) You'll be playing it tomorrow, too, won't you? Uh, If it's there. I don't know if it's actually going to be there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's there, yeah. Let me look at the list. Ooh, I have a list. I have a list. Wonderbook Book of Spells. You're going to play that all night, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I am. Just in case Andy House is watching, you want to make sure you're in his good graces. <laughs> PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Sweet. Ooh. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Little Big Planet Carding. Oh, I don't need to play that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might be updated code. And The Unfinished Swan and more. You that need to I'm play very interested swan. in. You need I, to play it. Yeah, I really want to see that. That's the big one that I it's, really want to see. It's... <sighs> It's really hard to describe, but it's really... Like, when I was sitting there playing it and talking to the guys, when you're at E3, you have an appointment, and usually it's just for one game. You know, like, you go and you get an appointment for half an hour for a game at a, at a booth. <clears throat> with with the bigger ones like Sony and Nintendo, Microsoft, etc., uh, with Sony, you get an hour, and you go upstairs, and, and it's more private. Not absolutely private, because there's other people walking around and everything, but you kind of get some one-on-one time with a lot of the developers or producers or whoever's working on the game. So you've got essentially, I'm trying to think, I would say probably 15 games we had to cover in an hour. Now, luckily, this year, uh, one of our very most favorite PR people got us up there on Tuesday as well, and we got to cover all the PSN titles ahead of time. But, you know, you only have roughly like 5-10 minutes to get through all of them, or you're not going to get everything. And I sat down at the Unfinished Swan. And, I, and he's talking about it for a little while. We, we interviewed him, actually. It's, it's going to go up uh, in PlayStation Home pretty soon. But I sat down and I started playing it. And that zone happened. Where all of a sudden I was just in it. I wasn't listening to anybody else. I was just focused on the game. And all of a sudden I, my, my eyes blinked a little bit. And I went, whoa, what the hell happened? And I, I said, you know what? you got to take the controller away. Because if you don't, I'm going to sit here and play this for a couple hours. <laughs> it, it was just enthralling. Because you're trying to find the path through, you know, and... It's kind of funny because they had two levels there, and they were very different. Like, the first one was that traditional throw the paint and try to find your way through. The second one, though, was that you were, uh, like, kind of pouring or throwing water, and it was making these vines grow, and you had to follow the vines. Ooh. So what, what I thought might get repetitive because it looked like you were always just throwing the paint, throwing the paint, that's not the case. Hmm. So hopefully you definitely need to sit down and play that tomorrow night. Seriously, I think you're gonna Which, love it. That's exactly. I mean, that was my plan. The moment I saw that on the list, I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna yeah. play that." Yeah, it's <laughs> it's one of those great games where it's just simple mechanics, but it's just a blast. And and you know, I obviously I haven't played it for a couple of hours or something, but what I played, I really thought was great. So yeah, what were we talking about? 
<laughs> oh yeah, what else are you going to see tomorrow? I'm trying to think of what you're, what else you're going to see. You're obviously going to see God of War Ascension. You're probably PlayStation All Stars. You said the Unfinished Swan. What else was on the list? Or was that it? That's all that's on the list, and mm. it says sneak peek at exclusive PS3 and PS Vita content, so I don't know. Well, they, and we'll see. Mm. They also say, and much more. I'm sure they're not entirely sure what they're going to have code for when but they that's not you know, all. If you act out. now, you also get a second set of the Ginsu knives. That's right. Exactly. Cut through a tin can and then slice through a tomato like you never did anything. Ginsu knives. See what happens when I when I sit back on the couch and I got the baseball game on. I'm just a lot. My my thoughts are a lot more free. Mm-hmm. I'm all over the place. This could get interesting. So Ratchet and Clank, uh, yeah, coming soon, and I can't wait. That's gonna be fun. And then we had yeah. a last news bit of news item that like came in at the last minute here. We have to go to our email for that one. Let's see here. Oh. Yeah, so this news just came out for uh, DC Universe Online. We don't talk about that game enough, so I uh, figured we should talk about this one. Uh, two new characters are actually coming to DC Universe Online very soon. Uh, so we're going to be getting Aquaman and uh, his brother. Oh, it's his brother, Ocean Master. So they're both uh, crashing into DC Universe Online. Uh, it looks like it's unleashes the tides of war summer seasonal events. It looks like it's actually happening like now. Pretty cool. I mean, uh, you know. There's a lot of options that, that can happen now, and, and uh, you know, bringing these two guys from the ocean and their brothers. I, that sounds know, pretty badass. I'll be honest. I don't really know who Ocean Master is, but we know what Aquaman has, and he's a big buff dude with a big orange shirt on and everything. And I think Ocean Master was Ari Gold, <laughs> if, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I, the problem is, I mean, I played this game... Just through the you know the the free part when it first came out, and I didn't know I, I wouldn't know if there's like any underwater stuff going on in the game or I don't know how they're going to work them in. Obviously, they're trying to be clever with the uh, what do they call it the tides of war. Someone, uh, huh? Huh? Uh, uh, you get that one, huh? Uh, Tides of War offers players an all new boss battle with up to four players, open world missions on the water on the waters. Between Metropolis and Little Bohemia, uh, Atlantean, Atlant- Atlantean turrets throughout the map, and a slew of new rewards and item drops, including all, oh my god, Atlantean suit appearance, fisherman appearance, and new pets. I have no idea what that means. Atlantean. So we're going to have Rodney McKay and uh, Colonel Carter show up, and Ronan. <laughs> I was thinking like Chipper Jones. And- um you know, maybe. <laughs> and the maybe. fabled city of Atlanta fell down beneath the sea. Yeah. And, well, at least Fry can finally possibly get married. Exactly. You never know. Yeah. Why couldn't she be the other kind of mermaid with the fish part on the top and the girl part <laughs> on the bottom? <laughs> wow. We, uh, we just went through about eight different references in one fell swoop. That's pretty impressive. All right. Uh, what we're playing. I, I, I'm kind of assuming you want to start. I can start. Okay. If I could remember. That's why I write things down now. I yeah, well, reading I glasses, do. I'm falling apart, I'm almost 40, <laughs> my memory's shot. Yeah, not good. That's kind of the problem. I usually write stuff down, but uh, 
Yeah, this time I didn't. So Sounds let like me, a lot of effort. Let me think about that. I can tell you I played Infamous 2. Uh-huh. Because I did mention that. Uh, because it was one of those many free PlayStation Plus downloads, and I was sitting there looking at the hard drive, and I'm like, look at all these games. I should, well, let me play some Infamous 2 again. That's one of my favorite games. Do you hum- know how many times I've gone by Just Cause 2 and almost started playing it? <laughs> the problem is, I don't know if I have my save game. Well, it's good, because the moment you start playing it, you're never going to stop, and then you'll be talking about it every week on the podcast, no. and that's the last thing I need. No, no. Yeah, maybe I should do that just to get... No, I'm going to do that with some game that I know you despise just to get you back. Because I've always liked Just Cause 2, so I'm going to make it even worse on you. My revenge shall be swift, sir. There are no games that I despise. None. Uh, How about if I talk about an online game? I love it. (laughs) Love it. So I was playing online on the Wii. (laughs) No, you weren't. That's impossible. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So I was trying to play online on the Wii, (laughs) and I was putting the 80-character friend code in, and it was using two characters that aren't even available on the keyboard. I don't know what to do. I have no idea where that came from. Curl up and cry. (laughs) Did you see that story that, uh, the, you know, that, that 360 controller that's come out for the Wii? I'm sorry, the Pro Controller. Yes. (laughs) Where was my thought? Uh, (laughs) There was a story that came out that the only reason they developed that controller yeah. is because of Activision. Because Activision basically said, we're not going to bring Call of Duty to your system unless they have a regular controller. And you know what? I believe it. <laughs> I do too, because Call of Duty is such a juggernaut still. It is. And uh, you know Nintendo was thinking, if we don't have Call of Duty, we're dead. <laughs> yeah, because they had Call of Duty in the Wii, but it was so terrible. Except for those two people that are going to email us and say, what? Call of Duty in the Wii was great! And then we'll block their email <laughs> for eternity <laughs> because it wasn't great. I played it. I tried to play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So you were playing, yeah, uh, yeah and stuff. I played that uh, it, uh, along the free games thing. The Lara Croft and Guardian of Light, Guardians of Light, whatever it is. Man, you should tell me you were playing that. I would have played online with you. Yeah, that just happened one night. I just sat down and thought, you know what? I saw this at E3 years ago, and I never actually played it. <laughs> Were you there when we when I played it yeah, for the demo? Yeah. Was that you or Mark? Okay, it was you. That was me, yeah. Because she went to hand the controller out, and I was like, you know what? Uh, there was a huge crowd around, and I'm like, oh, I'm not really paying attention to what's going on here. I don't want to be like, duh, duh. <laughs> uh, where's the button? Well, it was a 360 yeah. controller, so. Yeah, so I handed that to you. <laughs> I was like, have fun. <laughs> the 360 controller in my hand, I swear to God, I had to play a couple of games like that, like uh, Medal of Honor Wartime, or Warfighter. It felt so foreign in my hand, because I just don't play my 360 anymore. Like, I don't have the time to play my 360 anymore. And I had yeah. it in my hand. I'm like, man, this is weird. <laughs> Not a it's, fanboy. The game itself is actually pretty cool. Yeah, I always liked it. I thought it was really good. I just, I wanted someone to play it with, and I just never got around to it because I'd rather play with somebody than an AI. Yeah, it's uh, the weird thing on it though. I'm, mean, it's uh, just a minor thing, but it annoyed the crap out of me, of course was that she'll be running up steps, up steps, up steps, and then the screen goes black and you cut to like the next area that you come into. 
mm. and she's on steps that are headed down. And I'm like, wait, what just happened there? <laughs> <laughs> that happens a lot in the game. Nice. So, yeah, I think they kind of screwed up somewhere. But whatever. Well, it's it, I mean, it's a neat And that's my biggest game. complaint. Yeah, it's a neat take, and, and the puzzles are yeah. interesting. I mean, you know, where you rely on the other guy to throw that spear so that you can climb up it and, and that kind of thing. And uh, being that, that kind of three-quarters overhead perspective definitely gives you a different feel for the game. And, and you know, it's not what Tomb Raider's always been, you know, that third-person running gun with the gun. Well, the newest game. Yeah, I did like it. It's It's a nice new take on it which was pretty cool you know i always wanted to play it but i just never felt like paying 15 bucks for it and hey now it's free so yeah there you go uh oh and resistance uh burning skies did you finally finish it yeah i finished it like right after we recorded last week i was like right at the end yeah it sounded like you were pretty close because when you're at that guy you just go through a hallway and i think you're kind of lost pretty much yeah and the the dumb thing is, like, I finished it, and I was like, okay, I didn't get a platinum. And everybody said, oh, you just play it, and you get a platinum. Well, then I looked at what I needed to do. Yeah. It was kill uh, any combination of, kill, like, 12 of any combination of the mo- the dude and the dude. You know, whatever, the two big dudes. The dude and the dude. Uh, it was that, and the other one, which I couldn't believe I didn't get, was kill a thousand enemies. What the hell is this? How did I not kill a thousand enemies? And I go back in, no, I didn't, but I didn't kill a thousand enemies. You know what I did? There were times when, you know, like you'd you'd free a soldier or something yeah. like that, yeah. or you'd have like partners around you, and half the time I'd just sit back and let them kill half the people before I did anything. I was like, this is easier. You guys kill them. I was at, no, it was two. I was at 998, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So... So I thought, now, how am I going to get these? Because I thought, I'm this close. I might as well just figure out. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to have to go back in. I'm going to have to play through all this level to... Yeah, I know. But I'm going to have to find the level where any of them are, you know, the big guys. And then I'm going to have to play through until I get to the big guys. Well, I picked one. I was like, there were a bunch of guys in here. Yeah, there had to be. Yeah, I open up the door, and there's a monster right there. And I'm like, sweet. And I blow him up, and then I got killed. And I was like, ah, shit. And it registered as one. I was like, oh, okay, I'll just go in, kill him, kill myself. Go in, kill him, kill myself. Go in, kill him, kill myself. (laughs) I just did it like six times, and boom, platinum. (laughs) So dumb. (laughs) Well, it's all for the baby. Yeah, exactly. That was the game, yes. That is the tribute. (laughs) You must platinum this game to, as tribute to the baby. Yeah. Yes. It was, I, I did so. I couldn't believe it was as simple as that, that I could just kill the guy. Because it was one of those areas where you walk into the room and, you know, there's one of those explosive things on the floor. And he walks out from behind this pillar. You shoot the explosive thing. He blows up. So it's one shot and the guy's dead. (laughs) And then all these other enemies come out, just regular guys. And I just let them kill me. And then I'd restart, step into the room, blow the guy up, get killed, 
step into the room, blow the guy up, get killed. I was like, this is... Rinse, repeat. This is just so dumb. <laughs> but it worked. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of silly. Um, and, yeah, I played some more Shinobito 2 Revenge of Zen. Yeah, I've been playing it off and on since since the since the Vita came out. Um, yeah, I think we got that pretty much at launch, so March or April. Yeah, and I several times I said, yeah, I think I'm about ready to review it, and then something came up, and I just never reviewed it. <laughs> like something different, something big came up on the show or whatever, and it, I just right. never got around to it. And I realized that the other week we were going through everything, and I was like, I never reviewed that damn game. <laughs> You know, Stuart comes on and just totally tangents us everywhere. Yeah. Roy comes on and talks RPGs like crazy. Or and hot dogs. And hot dogs and the apocalypse. Yep. And the hot dogs being a result of the apocalypse so. or the cause. Yeah, so that was that was it for what I played. Uh, we watched... We did finish season one of Sherlock. Nice. So we can talk about that, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, last night I... Uh, well, I'll talk a little bit more, but yeah, I watched... Uh, episode one of season two. I won't talk about the episode, okay. but because we there's there's something really cool that has happened in this house, and I I have to talk. That's more of the, the more of the geeking out that I that I kind of warned everybody about tonight. All right. Well, we almost watched episode one, but they're an hour and a half long, and we're usually watching them at night, later at night, and she falls asleep. Right. And then I have to stop it. And then I have to come back to it. And, you know, every time she's like, oh, let's watch that. And I'm like, you're going to fall asleep. I'm not going to even start it because you're just going to fall asleep. <laughs> I will not. Yeah. So, uh, but we got through season one. It was awesome, of course. It was. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing is I realized that I've had on my iPhone and now the iPad for a while is the original books so uh, I started reading the first book A Study in Scarlet Ah, instead of A Study in Pink clever huh I see because I've been really interested to see because I know they follow the books or they follow the you know the the cases pretty much but I'm really interested to see how that all plays out in Victorian times versus, you know, email and uh, whatever else they've got going on, all the technology that they use. See, that's what I love about this modern retelling of it is that they're they're trying to kind of stay true to the real stories, but they've modernized them in such a great way. Yeah, you know, yeah. and 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 I again, not to give anything away, but the first episode of season two relies heavily on like modern technology, that kind of thing. And it's really cool because it picks up exactly where the last episode left off. Excellent. Yeah. So it's really neat how they did it, but I will say at least in this first episode of season two, the writing is just fantastic. It is just fantastic. Well, (laughs) I I have to say Moriarty, the guy that plays him, the character is my favorite character ever. (laughs) He was freaking brilliant. Just the way he played it and his acting was just awesome. You're going to love how they, when it comes back in from the last episode. Yeah. You're going to love it. Yeah. You are. I, I had this big smile on my face. He's so great. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
So, yeah, we watched that. And we watched, I had here from Netflix, uh, Source Code. Did you ever see that? That was is that the Jake Gyllenhaal where he keeps going back in time trying to find some bomb? And yep. Did you watch it though? I no. I'm not a big Jake Gyllenhaal fan to begin with, but that people tell me it's good, but it's going to take a lot for me to watch it. It it actually was good. I I don't know. I had it in there because I'm a sucker for time travel movies. Just admit it. You love Jake Gyllenhaal. Well, yeah, a little bit. His dreamy you know. eyes that pierce through anything. His nice, pierceable butt. <laughs> Did I do what? What? Who? What? <laughs> I, uh, that cowboy movie was on the other night. I don't know. <clears throat> they made a lot of good points. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that was, um, actually, that was a good movie, too. But, um, I mean, hey, how could you go wrong with, uh... Two- Two gay cowboys eating chocolate pudding. Exactly. Anne Hathaway. <laughs> Anne Hathaway brings every movie up a notch, I will say yep. that. She's great and gets smart. Actually, that movie is way better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I can't stand Steve Carell. I still or think you should watch whoever. this one. I, I saw Get Smart. I saw most of it. And I just... Every time he's on the screen, I'm like, he's not funny. He's not... I, I just... But, I hate him. Alan I don't laugh. awesome in it. Alan Arkin's yeah. well, he's he's great and everything, but you know, you, you just you you gotta love Alan Arkin. I want my soul back. <laughs> uh, he's uh, great. Even The Rock was really good in that movie, and Anne Hathaway was fantastic. Yeah, I like it. But uh, this, see, it's cool because we started to watch it. Uh, Lou wanted to watch it. I was like, ah, I guess you know, whatever. We'll watch it and. I wasn't sold on the idea, but of course, the first time he goes back, it sets everything up, and it's only for eight minutes every time. Okay. So then he goes back again. Like, he comes out of it, and he doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't... He's completely confused. Doesn't he zap into somebody that's there? Yeah. Okay. But when he comes back... Like, when he's there, he's completely confused as to what's going on, why he's there who he is, why this oh, happened. Oh, okay. And then when he gets back to reality, he's like, where am I? What happened? What's going on? I'm confused. He's like baffled. He has no idea how he got there. What's? He's just completely lost on both ends of it. That sounds so, kind of dumb. No, well, it's it's it, a good well, I mean, mystery. In terms of why would they send... It just... If they know that he's not going to know what the hell's going on, why they, would you send somebody? It just, they, uh, they don't know that. That's the whole point of it. Like the people are like, "All right, it's you know we we're afraid this might happen, but you know, countdown, do this, do that." Like she shows them all this stuff on the screen, and then all of a sudden it clicks. Like everything snaps back into focus for him, and he knows where he is and what's going on. So there's explanations for it. That's the whole point of it, but. Like, the cool thing about it was, he goes back the second time, and it's almost identical. You know, it's just off a little bit. And Lou goes, is this going to be fucking Groundhog Day? And it's going to be the same thing every time? (laughs) And I said, no, there's no way they could sustain that over an hour and a half. I mean, I said, there... It's going to change up. We're going to see more of the outside world. We're going to see this. We're going to... And that's exactly what happens. It, It changes up a lot. Um... But enough that it keeps the whole thing interesting. And 
uh, there were times when I'm watching it and I'm like, asshole, you know what's happening now. You know you only have eight minutes and it doesn't matter what you do. Just run through there and rifle through everybody's fucking bags until you find something. (laughs) It was kind of neat, though. Actually, the way the whole story played out at the end and the bomber and everything that goes on by the end of the movie, it's it's an interesting idea. One of the funny things is as he's flashing back and forth between the, you know, the past and his reality and everything, you keep seeing flashes of Chicago because it takes place like on this train headed into Chicago. And you keep seeing that sculpture, that, that big, like silver blob sculpture in Chicago. Yeah. The one that they copyrighted and said, you're not allowed to take pictures of ever because we copyrighted this artwork that's sitting in a public place in Chicago. And that was the one they... And it was funny because they show that prominently in the movie, and I'm like, ooh, they're in trouble. That's copyrighted. Ooh. (laughs) I just thought that was funny that this thing that they made such a big stink that nobody's allowed to take pictures of it and we'll arrest you and we'll fine you and we'll do this and that, and now it's in a movie. (laughs) Well, have you seen the trailer for The Green Arrow? Not yet. Oh. I'll tell you, the trailer looks really badass. Who's I mean, that's that's another WB TV show now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I heard about that. I haven't seen that yet. But the trailer looks so badass. Isn't it just called <laughs> Arrow? Like, huh? Isn't it just called Arrow? Yeah, yeah. Let's see here. Yeah, it really looks awesome. I yeah, because I, I never actually watched Smallville, uh, for whatever reason. And actually, the guy that played him in Smallville was really good. Well, that was the thing. I thought it was going to be good, but at the same time, I thought it's going to be WB and teen angsty, well, and I don't yeah. know if I really care about that. Um, they treated that character really well, uh, yeah. except for the fact that he was dating um, Lois Lane. Like he was dating yeah. her for a while and she tried to figure things out and all that. But I mean, that was the whole thing where it was always this soap opera thing going on with Smallville. Exactly. And, but I mean, they did. But they brought in Aquaman some... was really good in that. He actually, That's... he's the muscle bound nerd or the muscle bound dude in, um, uh, what was that? What's that show we've been watching? The football one on, oh shit. Give me a hell. Give me a, yeah, whatever. Oh, we've been talking about that show every now I don't and then. Know. Anyway, well... But that's the one... I had heard about that. I heard about like the cool things like that where they were bringing in characters. Like, Didn't they bring in The Flash, too? Flash was really point? good. Uh, Cyborg, except he was kind of rebuilt on the inside, so you didn't see all this metal shit hanging off him or anything. Uh, Cyborg was done really well. The Flash was done really well. Uh, Aquaman was done really well. Uh, they had some really cool stuff in that show, and, and that was the thing where you had to kind of watch it and ignore the the angsty shit you know the soap opera stuff just ignore it and that's what's so great about having all these on dvd because best buy had a huge sale one time so i bought pretty much all the seasons on dvd and you just fast forward through the shit (laughs) you fast forward through the shit to get the good stuff you know yeah yeah no small i mean smallville it had some great stuff it's just it had some shitty stuff too but come on john schneider is it's papa kent was he really? Yeah, John Schneider's Papa Kent and um, Michael McKeon's wife. Uh, um, she actually played 
in uh, Superman three was when they were bowling. His old girlfriend. Um, oh my god! It wasn't Lana Lang, but it was another character you'd know. I don't, I don't think it was Lana Lang. Superman three. Oh well, Richard Pryor. Come on, Robert Vaughn. Uh, yeah, it wasn't that good. That was terrible. <laughs> Yeah. Eh, what are you gonna do? Uh, what the hell are we talking about? Okay, Batman. So yeah, I'm I'm insanely excited, and and I'm on total Dark Knight Rises blackout right now. Like for the I I I, I it was self induced blackout starting last Monday, uh, not this last Monday, but the Monday before. So anything Batman, I just I swipe right by it on the web. There's some early reviews that are going up. I'm just going right past it. Total blackout until I see the movie on Thursday night. So, yeah, I'll be tweeting at, like, 3 in the morning. Oh, my God! We'll see. Uh, and then uh, watch the Glades. I've been watching a lot of the Glades, like, a lot of the old episodes because the new season started. It's a great show. I love it. Also, in, the like, the last two weeks, I caught completely up on Breaking Bad. I started on Netflix and watched the first three seasons on Netflix, borrowed season four from a buddy of mine at work, and got everything done before season five started. And uh, I, I'll tell you what, they tied things up so well at the end of season four. I was like, what are they going to do? I mean, they, they literally tied a bunch of stuff up and I, I just didn't know what they were going to do. And I didn't really have really high expectations because to me, I'm like, oh, they just want to capitalize. They just want another season to get more money, you know. But the first episode was pretty damn cool. And, uh, and the possibilities are going to be really neat. So excited. And uh, like I said, Sherlock season two, episode one, I watched. Uh, or series one or series two, sorry. Very cool. And and here's where the exciting part comes. So <clears throat> I am really nerding out this week. I got yes, this. I got this NAS, uh, which is network attached storage. Okay, it's, it's called a Drobo, uh, and there are other options out there. But my boss was selling his Drobo, and I bought it from him really cheap. Basically, it's this box, and you can put five hard drives in it, and it's RAID, and and it's all your storage. Well, they have it set up so that you can actually put applications on it, like applications made for this Drobo. One of those is an open source media player. Now, it doesn't do any transcoding, nothing like that. But if you have a file that's in the format that the PS3 natively supports, I can stream movies right from this, from this NAS now. So I've got, and I've, right now I've only got uh, five terabytes of free space. When I get all five drives in it, it's going to be almost 14 terabytes of space. So... First off, I went through and, and got a new piece of software to catalog all my DVDs because the one I've had for years, DVD Profiler, only supports iOS, only supports Windows, so it doesn't work on Mac. Like Everything I needed it to work on doesn't work. It wouldn't use a camera to do barcodes. You had to have a barcode reader only. <laughs> I mean, it's just freaking ridiculous. So I found this really cool little app that's on the Mac and it's on um, uh, Android, and there's an iOS one and everything else. But I found this new little app and uh, seriously went into the room on Saturday and scanned all the DVDs in, my, in the back room. So like five, I, it was almost like 600 DVDs just in that room. So you just what hold is this. Um, I'm trying to find it. Uh, my Movies Pro, it's called. And it was cheap. Uh, for the Mac, it's 15 bucks. For Windows, it's 15. I think for Android and iOS, it's like hmm. either five or 10. The cool thing is it syncs the database up immediately. So when I was adding them on my phone, I added a couple on the free version on the phone. And it came, if you get the free version of each, you can only do 50 movies. So it's really cool. I mean, you can see full functionality, see how it works and everything. And it works great with a camera. So I have a camera on my MacBook Pro, the iSight camera, and I have a camera obviously on my phone. 
and you just zap the barcode. And I had a few movies that wouldn't work, but I just typed them in and they, and they came up. Really easy, though. I went through the whole thing in probably about two hours, scanned them all in. And it gives you a website you can give out to your friends. They can see what movies there are if they want to borrow one or whatever. Uh, it's got support to say, like, so-and-so has this movie borrowed, that kind of thing. So, <clears throat> did all that, but then I started ripping a bunch of my DVDs, because my whole goal here is to rip all my DVDs with Handbrake and put them all up on the NAS so I can pull any one of my movies up on my PS3 and just be able to watch it at any time. So, I ripped a few. Uh, on my laptop, it takes about a half an hour a movie. On my Mac upstairs, it takes about 15 to 20 minutes, uh, depending on what I'm doing, but... Works really well. I'm just ripping them to MP4 format. These are all DVDs I own, so there's nothing illegal here. Uh, and each movie is about eh, like 1.8 to 2 gigabytes around that area, so no big deal for how much storage space I have. But it's so cool. Like the the media play or the media uh, server software is still not even. It's not out of beta yet, but it works. It doesn't do transcoding because the the Drobo has only a little. It, it's a pretty underpowered processor, but it works for what you need to do. And like I said, so it doesn't do transcoding. So if you have a file format that the PS3 doesn't support, it's not going to work. But like the MP4s I'm throwing on there, boom, come right up on my PS3. It upconverts them. And the new version of Handbrake actually will encode in Dolby ProLogic as well. So I'm getting, you know, fake, stare, fake surround out of these things. Hmm. So it's really... And actually, I ripped The Incredibles. There's two different commentary tracks. So I did two versions of the movie, each one with different commentary tracks also. So I was playing around with that, but I mean, totally geeking out. I put, uh, I, I attained the second series of Sherlock. Not so now, but you know, it's a, it's a, it's in a file format that works. So I watched that. Oh wait, that was from me. That was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, uh, that guy that was using your email that one day that we don't know where he went. I think his name was Todd, Todd Ted, something like that. I don't know what. It was a short name. So uh, that's in a file format that the PS3 wor- works with. So instead of loading it on the hard drive and everything on the PS3, I put it up on my NAS, pulled it right down, and that's how I watched uh, Series 2, Episode 1 last night. It was off my PS3, upconverted with the PS3. It came up beautiful. So, I mean, not for everybody. It's a lot of money for the NAS. You know, it's roughly 750 bucks just in hard drives. But for me, for all the podcast stuff we do, all the video encoding, all the other video stuff I do, uh, it's really worth it for me because I have my whole house wired up now over the wireless. This is on my gigabit network, so I can reach all my music, all my photos, all my movies that I'm ripping, everything on any de- device in this house that has wireless capabilities or wired. Yeah. That's what I've been doing with my little uh, HP media server. See, but that's the problem. Microsoft got rid of media pl- media server, so what you have is the last version of it. Well, I don't care. Works. Well, I understand that, <laughs> but in the future, you won't be able to. So it's okay. this it was works. the option I went with. It's a little more geeky, a little bit more work goes into it. Uh, there were no directions on how to get this media player or this uh, media server working. It's a DNLA server. There was no instructions on how to get it to work right, so I really had to tool around in the code and, and finally figured it out. It's just a little INI file, essentially. But, yeah, it's, it's really cool. I'm, I'm so happy. I'm, I'm so incredibly happy. So, yeah, but totally nerded out. Anyway, that, that show I'm talking about, Blue Mountain State, by the way, the... Uh, where the dude that plays Aquaman's in it. Awesome show, by the way, if you haven't seen it. So, uh, the last geeky thing, <clears throat> and I tweeted about this a few times, but uh, John Lidke from uh, Drunken Gamers Radio, a uh, good friend of ours, 
they've been up in Merrill, Wisconsin a lot. It's about an hour from where I live, and that's where John's actually from. They've been up there a lot, and there's this little store in town that has like you know the a lot of the board games and a lot of the hobby stuff. And he was there a couple weeks ago, and he sent me a text message. They had like 500 laser discs that somebody brought in and sold, or something like that. And I'm like, holy shit. Because there are a few discs that I still really want. And uh, so when Rock was here, I'm like, hey, let's take a trip. We'll go to our my buddy's uh, eatery, uh, Big Hoss Barbecue up there in Marl as well. So <clears throat> I ended up buying eight laser discs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which I was getting a little disappointed because a lot of the stuff the guy had, like if there were two versions of the laser disc, he usually bought the cheaper one. So there were a lot of really cheap and he had a lot of trauma films you know a lot of he had like the entire star trek series on laserdisc the original star trek uh but i found some really nice gems in there and a couple i gambled on too but uh just to go down the list so there's this beauty and the beast laserdisc that's in cav format if i say cav that means it's uh in standard play which uh basically means you could do it was better quality and you could do frame by frame if you if you pause the the disc you go frame by frame on it it's it's a really cool feature so this was a work-in-progress print of the movie, uh, the full-length version uh, as shown at the 1991 New York Film Festival. Uh, so some of the CG's not in there yet, that kind of thing, but it's a pretty rare disc. And I got, it for, I got all these for five bucks each. <laughs> five bucks. Uh, this is it's a gem. It's, I couldn't believe I found it, honestly. Uh, next up was the, I think, 30th anniversary? Let me see here. 50th anniversary. Uh, Wizard of Oz, which I'm sure there's a Blu-ray out there that's better. But the really cool thing with the Laserdisc, any Laserdisc really is, and this is again really nerdy, but it's an analog format for video. So what was on the on the film, if the transfer is good enough, you're actually getting the true colors that were on the film. With a DVD or Blu-ray or anything else, it's it's digital. It's it's a digital format. It, you're running from a color palette in your computer. Now, obviously, 16 million plus colors. I'm sure there's a gradient there that works, but. Uh, I just really like seeing it this way because it's more like going to the theater back when I was a kid and it's got that grain to it and everything else. Uh, but this is a really neat set because it's got a gatefold, uh, a lot of notes in the middle, some pi- some still pictures and everything right in the on the packaging. And again, five bucks. And this guy took amazing care of his laser discs. Like every one of these pretty much is like brand new. There's no creases. There's no nicks on the corners. I mean, literally like brand new. Uh, next up... Which oh, Charlie Chaplin, one of my favorite movies of his, his modern times. Uh, again, this is a uh, CAV set, two discs, huge gatefold, a whole bunch of information on the movie, just in on the on the case itself. And that's what, the one thing I really love about Laserdisc. You know, these are the size of records, so you could fold them open, and they'd have all this information in there. Uh, the Criterion's were famous for that. Like a lot of the Criterion's would just have a ton of info right on here. But again, man, this thing is just pristine. Like, no nicks, no nothing. It's just, it's like brand new. Five bucks. Uh, let's see. I'll go fast. <clears throat> uh, Night Patrol. Oh, God. You might remember this movie, Josh. <laughs> Nightboat. Nightboat. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a movie with Pat Proft, J.P. Morgan, a bunch of the people from... Oh, my gosh. The Gong Show, including the unknown comic, and he takes the bag off his head. No way. Yeah, so this is him and Pat Proft are cops, and he and the unknown comic doesn't have the bag on his head pretty much the entire movie. And we watch this as wow. as youngsters, and it's it's a pretty funny movie. But there's one scene in this that kills me anytime I even think of it. 
And that is, they're driving the cop car, you know, it's nighttime, and they're driving pretty slow down the street, and there's all these buildings all over the place. And they start talking about illegal cockfights. And all of a sudden, they look down the alley, and sure enough, there's an illegal cockfight going on. And it has nothing to do with chickens. <laughs> like, these two guys, it's, it's a ridiculous comedy, but there's two guys literally, like, cockfight. You don't see it ever, but, it's, like, one guy's face is all bloody, and it's, you have to see it to understand it. Again, I, I couldn't believe I found that. I don't think that's ever been released on DVD or anything. Uh, and then one that I know Josh will uh, thoroughly appreciate, Tex Avery's Screwball Classics. Oh, yeah. dude. So this is 20 of his cartoons, and this is when he was not at Warner. This wow. is the stuff after, with like the wolf that's watching the beautiful one sing. Yeah. You know, and, oh, man. Yeah. And again, pristine condition. Five bucks. Five bucks. I can't believe I got that. Uh, one of my favorite of all time Disney movies. I don't know why, but it is. I got the CAV version of The Rescuers. <laughs> not a, you know, not a valuable disc by any means. It's worth like 15 bucks on eBay, whatever. Wow. But I, I love this movie. I think I saw that since it was in the theater. <laughs> yeah. I, I've just always loved this movie when I was a kid. Uh, not The Rescuers Down, on, Down Under, by the way. That movie sucks balls. Uh, the original Rescuers. I, I just, I've always loved this movie, and again, this is just in awesome condition. And yeah, so I, I just wanted to buy it, and I did. And the, uh, the coup de gras. There's two other ones here that I've, I've, I was kind of schooling some people on Facebook. So obviously, Josh didn't see it. Obviously. So <laughs> there are uh, five of these, and actually, some of them came out on DVD as well. But this is. Uh, Something that they brought on a Laserdisc a while back, I think back in 91, I want to say. I'm probably off on that, but it's a set of five uh, packs called The Golden Age of Looney Tunes. This one that I found, I, th- I took a gamble on this. I wanted it anyway because it's got 70 different cartoons from the Warner Brothers era, you know, era uh, all the Looney Tunes stuff. So I wanted it no matter what. I paid 10 bucks for this, by the way. Uh, out of the five sets, there was one that you can only get on Laserdisc. And even then, it was you, you had to get the first printing of it, the first run of them. Because it had a couple of World War II propaganda cartoons in it that they actually yanked <laughs> because they're considered racial and all that other bullshit. Yep. I completely disagree with that, that sentiment. This is history. And people need to know about like propaganda films in the 40s. And I, I well, really firmly believe yeah. that. And I've been looking for this for a long time. And I, I was positive this was the one because it has the orange cover so this actually has bugs nips the nips and this has a couple of the other yeah and it has a couple of the other propaganda ones now last year warner said that they were going to release the uh i can't remember what they're called like the band 11 but or like the uh, unreleasable 11 i can't remember what they called them so there's 11 cartoons out there that they would flat out refuse to release ever and and then they yank some more like this one, and and there's one where Bugs dress, dresses up like Hitler and uh, that stuff. <clears throat> so this one is this still goes on eBay for like 130 bucks, and I got it for 10, and it's like brand new. It, it and it's so cool because there's an insert in here that gives the whole history of all the cartoons on here. So they do it in sections. That's like, cool. Here's the Tex Avery era, and here's there's there's one era where every producer every director they had like tex avery and and for his freeling and everything else all got to do something with bugs bunny 
Like they all did their their separate take on the character of Bugs Bunny. And, you know, there's there's ones like Wartime. So they have all these great categories and oh my god, 70 cartoons. The transfer's okay. The DVDs are actually taken from one of the original prints, whereas this is kind of just taken from film. So, but I don't care because this has got stuff that you're never going to find again unless you're on YouTube or you buy something on the black market or whatever. You don't know. I mean, I it was cool, too, because when I sat down on the floor to start looking through all these laser discs because he had them really low on the ground, Rock looks over. He goes, oh, Looney Tunes. I'm like, what? And he pointed at it, and I grabbed it. I'm like, oh, my God. I said, this is worth the trip right here. And I said, I'm buying that no matter what. And I would have bought it for like 50. I don't care what the guy said. But I got it for 10. So this last one I've talked about a little bit before. I know I'm boring everybody, and I apologize, but I'm so excited about this. I'm I'm literally, like, shaking <clears throat> for all this stuff because this is, this is my gold. So there were three James Bond movies that came out from the Criterion collection on, on Laserdisc. Criterion still does movies now. They're, they're re-releasing stuff on DVD and also Blu-ray. I talked about The Killing a couple of weeks ago. That was uh, Kubrick's third film. So this one is uh, Goldfinger. Also, uh, there's Dr. No and From Russia With Love. That all three of those movies got pulled, those discs got pulled from the shelves soon after release. The Goldfinger! He's the man! The man with the, the mightest touch! touch. <laughs> I used to do that at work all the time. <laughs> I still do it. I just bust out into that. <laughs> I love Shirley Bassey. That was Shirley Bassey. Well, yeah, it was Shirley Bassey. Yeah, it was. Yeah, she's, I think and she's she the was only person that ever did more than one theme. Two, song. yeah. Yeah. She did two, and they were... Oh, what was the other one? Diamonds Are Forever, I think, isn't it? Diamonds Are Forever! I think they... I think in the notes here, she actually did another one, and they didn't use it. can't remember. I, I think I just read that somewhere, because nice. I've just been on a geek trip with this. I've been looking this up online and everything else, trying to get kind of a backstory on why it was banned, because I kept hearing all these little rumors here and there. So, anyway. So, the CAV versions of all three movies from the Criterion, Goldfinger, Dr. No, From Russia With Love, got yanked off the shelves, like, really quickly after they got released. <clears throat> and the reason why is, there, there's a couple of different stories going around, but basically, Cubby Broccoli, the Broccoli family are the ones that own the rights to, to go, uh, James Bond, like, forever. And they produce every movie. Like, even to this day, when you watch uh, Casino Royale or Quantum of Solace, you'll see that, that the Broccolis have produced it in some way. So Cubby Broccoli was the guy that was really behind all these movies. He got it going, and he got it started. I think they said he was, like, a friend of uh, Ian Fleming or something. So, this came out, and one of the theories is that one of the guys that does the commentary on here, Broccoli, just doesn't like the guy. There's other rumors that it's because uh, the directors on especially Goldfinger, but the directors involved, uh, I think Guy, Guy Hamilton was the director on this one, literally just hated Cubby Broccoli. So, they kind of rip on Cubby Broccoli all the way throughout the commentary. The third thing was, or the third rumor is that Broccoli wasn't, he, he wasn't given approval on the commentaries before they were released, and he was just pissed off. He said, pull them off or we're going to sue. So those are the three theories that I see the most. So the CAV versions, now there are CLV versions, which is the extended play basically means on CAV you get 30 minutes on each side of the disc. On CLV you get 60 minutes on each side of the disc. So obviously you're getting better quality out of the CAV, number one. The CAVs or the CLVs came out and they're still available today. They're cheap. You know, I have a, I probably have a couple of them in there. I don't know, but the CAVs are really highly sought after. And I'm a big James Bond nut to begin with, so I was I was like on a quest to get these. And I have Doctor No and I have From Russia with Love 
in CAV already from Criterion, and I, I'm they're like my prized possessions. I never had Goldfinger though, and all of a sudden I'm flipping through, flipping through. I'm like, <gasps> I grabbed it out and I said, uh, I've just found gold. So yeah, I got the CAV version of Goldfinger, uh, two disc set, great gatefold, a uh, ton of really cool pictures of like with like hand job and. Uh, the chick pilots and you know hand job hand job <laughs> uh, and there's some great notes on the back you know and and again this thing is just pristine like I could sell the, I could put shrink wrap on this and sell it as new this guy took such good care of his stuff but uh, and I apologize for boring everybody with my little geek geek travel here but I this is I still like buying laserdisc and and this was one of the four that I had on my list that I really wanted to buy actually the Looney Tunes was another one so there's really only two that I absolutely still want to buy. And I'm sure I'll find them eventually, but, you know, I just, uh, I'm so happy I found that stuff. So, yeah, I know, uh, I think Sigma was on there, too, kind of saying he was jealous that I found these. And the people in the know, they know. This is something really special that I found. So, I'm, oh, God, I'm happy. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for boring everybody. (laughs) But I'm so happy. Anyway, uh, so that's it. Uh, My laser disc. Yeah, I know. I apologize. Anyway, all right. Well, I've I've nerded on long enough. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're gonna uh, review Dyad and uh, review Shinobito Two. Shinobito Two. Oh, we'll be right back. We're back to talk about the most uh, colorful, amazing, uh, trippy, mechanical, uh, strategic, epic PSN game that I've played in a long time. Uh, and we're talking about Dyad. Shinobito? Shinobito, oh. yeah. <laughs> Bejeweled 2. Uh, so, you know, we've, we've had Sean on the show. We interviewed Sean at E3 uh, for our home video. And we've, uh, you know, I... I, I Put the video up on uh, on the review that's up on the website as well, uh, which was not written by me. It was written... Oh, shit. I should have looked at this before. Was it Nick that did the review for this? I'm going to get it wrong. Emra. 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 Yeah. So Emra got his review up, and I uh, really appreciate that. It, it, you can go over to the website and check that out as well. There's a gameplay uh, video that's up. It's about 12 minutes long. Uh, the one thing is, this game is really tough to put on YouTube. Because <laughs> when you're converting to a... You know, a web format. Uh, usually, try one way it gets away from not bringing the the file to be too big is that will kind of act like if something is 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 still on the on the on the screen. I'm just babbling here. When it's still on the screen, it won't encode it like in each frame. It'll just kind of leave it there and everything. But there's so much going on in this game that I can never get it 
to encode correctly for web. It just looked like shit every time I did it. So I worked for like four hours just to get this one damn video up and running. Uh, and it looks pretty good. So go over there and check it out. It's me fumbling around in this game. So as Josh and I have said numerous times, this is a very tough game to explain like on a podcast. But the general gist of it is you're in a tube that you can slide around you know, right and left, kind of like a Tempest type thing. Uh, but you're not on little uh, lines. You know, you can move anywhere. You're not sticking to anything. And it depends on the level you're on, what you're doing. But basically, you want to, in the most general sense, you'll see some objects coming in. It might be, uh, like, two orange orbs that are coming down the track and, like, two blue orbs coming down the track. You want to try to latch on by just hitting the button. So you, you move in to get that lined up with, with your little stringy ship that you have. And you'll see a little reticle go over the object. So you want to hit the button, and then you want to try to latch on to another object that's the same color, and you'll link those, and that'll boost you through and make you go faster through the tube. Uh, later on in the game, these little wings will pop out of any of the, of the ones that you latch on to. You pass through those, and that gives you energy for what's called lancing. So once you get a lance ready, you hit the square button, and you'll start shooting through, and basically you shoot through the enemies, and it just makes them go away, and you get all the points for it and everything else. And even later on, you can shoot through things uh, like these little green things with these little vine things in front of it, and that's an extender, so your lance can actually extend out, too. And you want to chain all that together. Uh, there's other ones where you want to... There's actually a level in this, and at least one level so far, you have to do it all through sound. So every orb is the same color, and you have to use the sound that they make when you lock onto them to make sure that you latch on to 12 groups or 12 or 15 or whatever groups uh, as, as the way to pass that level. So not just in that level do you want to use the sound. It's actually, it helps a lot because each orb that's a, a certain color has a certain sound. So blue always sounds one way. Red always sounds one way. Orange always sounds one way. Uh, and again, it's really hard to explain, but that's basically the gist of it. And the game gets very frenetic, very fast, uh, really requires you to use your reflexes. And that's when you start using the audio more to your advantage. Like, I was actually playing this game on my 50-inch with surround sound. I put the headphones on so I could actually latch onto the sounds a lot more. And one dirty thing that he did, you can't adjust the, uh, the volume of the music. So <laughs> the music's always playing, and the music's reacting to what you're doing all the time. And you can't adjust the volume to bring it down so you can hear the things better. So you have to kind of work on your senses a little bit to make sure that you're actually hearing everything correctly. So I, w I was actually a little mad about that for like a minute. I'm like, oh, I see why you did it. And it works. It, it really works. Uh, I know you... How many times have you played it? Because you haven't really played this version yet, but you played it at a couple of events. No, I played... Yeah, I did play this version. Oh, okay. uh, I, I played it a little bit, a um, couple levels. Um, but I played... I don't know how many levels at that last event. Because he had me skipping all over the place. He, he started me off you know, on the lower ones and said, all right, now that you got it, now go to this one. <laughs> now, go, now jump to this. Because he had everything unlocked. you know. Right. And he was jumping me through to a bunch of the later levels where it just gets crazy. It, yeah, it, it's, <laughs> I've gotten pretty far through the game so far. And yeah, it's wow. Like I said, there, were, there was one level that I went through that was a longer level. It was in stages. Because uh, some of them you'll just go through a level and you're done. But other ones actually have uh, checkpoints in them. So you actually, you know, you go through stages. And I seriously wasn't blinking, and I had tears rolling down my eyes because of it. Yeah, it's... It's, 
so hard to describe. It is. It's it's, it's really hard to describe. A really great visual puzzle game, action puzzle game. Yeah. That requires really good reflexes. Yeah. Yeah. And the score chasing element to it, the the fact that there's leaderboards, uh, fifty two leaderboards. Yeah. Basically, that one score chasing level. element. Yeah. Yeah, is fantastic. Plus the way he did trophies. Yes. And he had talked to me about that uh, back at the Sony event. You know, he said he hates trophies in general. <laughs> He understands the need for them, and he understands why people like them, but he hates how they're like, uh, play the game, you got a trophy. You know, yeah. to finish this level, you got a trophy. It's like, there's no, there's no skill to that. All you have to do was just play the game, and you're getting trophies. He's like, I, I figured if I had to do this, I wanted to do it right, and I wanted to do it in a way that, you know, you had to earn it to get it. Oh, and you have to earn it. Yeah, and that's the whole point of it. And you really do feel a sense of achievement once you actually get the damn thing because you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, <sighs> I got a trophy. <laughs> so I show a little bit of this in the video that's up on the review on the website. Uh, but basically each level that's in the game, each each stage in the game, has three options. So the first one is just to play it. When you play it, there's a star system, one star, two star, three stars, depending on how fast you do it or whatever the criteria is for that level. Once you three star it, it unlocks the trophy level. So you get to the trophy level and you'll have a specific goal to earn the trophy for each one of those. And it's always based on the mechanic of that level. So you're going to have a lot of instances where you have to get like maybe 20 of a certain thing. And you'll hit 19 and the time will run out. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he really makes you... I've only had two of the trophies so far because I haven't really tried for a lot of them. The third option, and probably one of the coolest because it helps you practice, is called um, uh, the remix level. So, and again, some of this is in that video that I that I put up on the, on the, on the review that Ember put up. So, when you're in the remix, you can actually set it to infinity. So, you can just keep playing and playing and playing. And that, that actually helps you kind of get... Uh, the gameplay type and, and just kind of the, the mechanics of the game in your head so that you can go try to get a score or try to get a trophy or whatever else. But in the remix, you can actually set up the... You can reverse the controls. You can turn the drums on and off. Like, there's all these little options you can choose. And I'm seriously, I've been, I've been practicing in the remix just so that I can go into a level and try to get through a certain thing. And each remix is based, again, on that original level's objectives. So when you're practicing, it's it's not just for the reflex and everything else, but it's specific, specifically targeted at that level and, and what you're trying to achieve in that level, which is just an awesome design. It's You don't see that at all. I mean, you just don't see where, oh, here's a level. You can practice it if you want, or you can mess around with it, or you can put it on where you don't, like when you run into an object, usually it backs you up and it, it does a minus three on you. You can have it so you can run into anything and it doesn't hurt you. You know, that kind of thing. So you can just really work on your reflexes and all that. I love that he put that remake stuff in there. I, I, it's just brilliant that he put it in there. So I'm trying to think. There's no online play. It's all single player. But again, like, like Josh was talking about, the score chasing element of this game is the key. It's seriously the heart and soul of this game. Because you have a yeah. leaderboard for every single level. And I've already had people smack talking. 
Although I have some really good scores on a couple ta- on a couple of levels, but they're on the debug and I can't upload them because I don't have the newest firmware on there. Blah blah blah. So that's what I'm trying to do. Today. Of course. Hey, I'm beating a lot of my friends on a lot of levels right now. I'm beating a lot of my friends on a lot of the levels right now. Now, <laughs> since the game just came out tonight, I'm sure I'm just going to get whomped. But I'm holding my own. I'm I'm all right. I'm not that great at the game, honestly. <laughs> but I love it. So, anything else we need to cover? I mean, it's just it's. A visual tour de force, and it. But on top of that, it's such a great design. It's it's some of the tightest game mechanics I've ever played on anything. It just it it feels perfect. It it's tuned to the nth degree, and you can tell. You can obviously tell when you're playing the game. Yeah, it is. It's fantastic, I and mean, there's no other way to describe it. It's. He's been working on it for years, and it's amazing that essentially one person made this game. Yeah. I mean, you know, he had help with the music and everything, and it's fantastic. A lot of thought was put into the design, and a lot of thought was put into the levels and how they work and how the, the game ramps up. And all the little things in there, even the trophies that we talked about. Yeah. You know, he really put a lot of thought into all of it and it shows i agree and that's what makes the game so good yeah it's it's stunning i mean it's it, it's not just stunning but it's a blast to play and it's challenging and, and challenging in a good way i mean there's there's such a great challenge to this game and you can play it any way you want and that and that's another cool part about it there's no formula of getting through this game in a certain way it's it's so hard to describe. And if you're a PlayStation Plus member, you get 20% off right now. So that makes it even better. Just saying. So, uh, Ember gave it a score on the website, and, and that's fine. That doesn't reflect my opinion. Uh, I give this game a solid A. I, it's really hard to say why it's not an A+, but I don't even know. But it's just it's such a great game, but I'll give it an A. I'm sure there's there's improvement somewhere that's needed. <laughs> hmm, jerk. Um, well, I will say the one thing that bothers me is uh, the end of the stream that comes off your guy that flick that flicks out. How it kind of waves back and forth every now and then. Oh, jeez! That really now gets you're me. just picking at every last little thing you. Can that's my find. one complaint. It's my it's uh, my only complaint. Gosh. Maybe this is an A+. Plus. <laughs> I was, I've been thinking about this all day. Like, what am I going to give it? What am I going to give it? It's such a great goddamn game. Yeah, I can't find any fault in the game, personally. Yeah, A+. Plus. There you go. Seriously, it, it, it's just... And I've been playing it a lot. I can't... I can't think of a fault of it, really. I, it's, it's... You can tell somebody worked on this for four years. I mean, you can just tell. All right, A plus. There you go. Uh, that's because I'm a fanboy. Easy. I'm a, I'm a PlayStation fanboy, and since this is a PlayStation exclusive, I have to give it an A plus. <laughs> well, we only review PlayStation exclusives, don't you remember? Of course, yeah. yeah that's what I heard at some point. <laughs> Except for the Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man that that just went up the other day. You know, Rash <clears throat> put that review up, and all the other reviews we've been posting. But yeah, we only yeah yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, Thor was a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, yeah, we only do that. X-Men was a PlayStation exclusive. Two of my high points of the last year <laughs> or two. <laughs> yeah, that's all we do, though. 
Except for those other ones. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, speaking of PlayStation exclusives. Yeah. <laughs> Let's jump right into Shinobito 2 Revenge of Zen. Do we have to? On the Vita. We do. Okay. It'll be brief. Okay. I'll be... Asleep? Okay. Brief. <laughs> this game, it's thirty four ninety nine on the PSN, thirty nine ninety nine if you buy physical media. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all right. <laughs> it's a ninja game. So <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> the, the point obviously is stealth, stealth action. I'd say. Uh, uh, the story, uh, there's not. It's a convoluted kind of story. Uh, right at the beginning, a friend of yours is killed, and then you're off for revenge. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> the dumb thing is, uh, revenge. To get there, this country, this place you're in, is at war. There's three main uh, warlords that are all rivals. And you just kind of do missions for each of them, any of them, mm-hmm. whichever you want. You kind of play them off each other. You pick all of one. You pick all of the other. You mix it up, whatever. But it's the same stuff. No matter who you pick, <laughs> you're doing pretty much the same stuff. You're going to kill a fat merchant, <laughs> and it's the exact same fat merchant every single time. Really? Yes. There's not a whole lot of variety in the character models. There's not a whole lot of variety in the levels. You'll be going back to the same places a lot. So you're saying Octomom is in this? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah it's it's a shame. Uh, you just it, you're doing the same stuff over and over. You're wiping out all the enemy forces in an area. You're uh, trying to take an object through an area that that was one of the last ones i did was and it was listed they list them all uh in levels of hardness you know how difficult it's going to be so it stars from like one to ten i think okay and the more stars obviously the more difficult and you'll get a bigger payday you know you'll get a bigger reward in experience and money um from each of the warlords so I was looking at this one. It's like transport this item, you know, wherever. And I'm thinking, okay, well, it's like six, seven, eight stars. I'm like, what is this one? This has got to be like impossible. How am I going <laughs> to do this? All of it? Well, I picked it up and you start off in the area and he goes, let's do this. And I'm like, okay, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> and I walk up this path and you follow this arrow on the screen and I'm like, okay, now I have to go over here on this path. And before I went to the left, because it's telling me go to the left, I thought, there's probably a lot of enemies there. Maybe if I go up this other path to the right, because it looks like I'm going up this big hill. Okay. So I go all the way up this path to the right, and it's a dead end. I'm like, damn it. So I go back down, and I take the path to the left, and I'm headed towards where it goes up the hill. Mm-hmm. And then the arrow starts pointing left again. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm going here, and I go across this sort of open area, and I'm done. What? That was it. <laughs> and it's like seven stars? 
<laughs> yeah, and it was a huge payday. <laughs> I was like, I'm looking at it like, did I break something? What, what happened here? It's <laughs> pretty weird. Yeah, so you'll get stuff like that every now and then, which just makes no sense. Um, I'll walk into areas where I have to kill all the enemies, and when I walk into the area, what you do is before you see the enemies, you see like a little eye on the screen. Okay. And it'll be yellow when they're just wandering around on their own. It'll be purple if they're curious, like if you they hear a noise or something. <laughs> Wait, purple means they're, they're curious. Yes, exactly. I curious. And they're I like and they're looking for you. And red means they've seen you. So you, you have to get out of there. Because now this was the game, I don't know if you remember, this was the game that I played at E3. Oh, that's right. When, when nobody else was planning, you just walked up, hey, can I play this? Exactly. And I didn't understand Ninja at first. And I saw, I was like, oh, there's a guy. And I ran right up to him and started like that's swinging my right. sword you were around. playing like Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> and I got my ass kicked. <laughs> but that's the thing. You can't really handle a fight. And when you get spotted, you pretty much have to make a run for it. Because if you try to fight... You might be able to kill the guy, but if you don't, he'll get all winded and you'll be standing there like... <laughs> what are you, uh, fat ninja? Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're saying you're not Michael Dudikoff. That's what you're saying to me. That's what I'm saying, uh, yes. <laughs> You're more like uh, uh, John Candy as a ninja. Yeah. So you get winded and the combat itself is not really good. Like the combat system is, is pretty bad. You're hopping all over the place. You're always facing the wrong direction. It's it's not built for that. It's really built to be stealthy, and you can't always be stealthy, so mm. it becomes a problem. You either have to run away and try to hide somewhere, or uh, you have to kill the guy somehow. Right. Uh, you're obviously going to get more points on a lot of these, more experience, more money, if you're not seen by anybody. And if you are seen by somebody, you've got to try to kill them, so there are no witnesses. Hmm. Uh, so it's kind of broken in that respect in a way. Um, it's the same voice actors for most of the characters. So the fat merchant always sounds exactly the same. I want all the ham. (laughs) The, (laughs) the enemies, like the guards always sound the same. Uh, it's just, there's an alchemy system in there. Where you can make healing potions and smoke bombs and and all kinds of weapons and things like that. I never used it. Snakes. I never used it. I didn't have a need for it Hmm. at all. I mean, it might become necessary deep, deeper into the game, but the game is the same thing over and over again. I just got sick of it after a while. Yeah, it sounds like it. So... I mean, it's kind of fun going in there and doing these things, you know, every now and then, but you're doing the exact same things over and over uh, and over again. It just gets to be a pain in the ass. So it's like the first Assassin's Creed, kind of. Uh, kind of, yeah. So, I mean, the, the graphics, they're good and bad. Uh, they they look great in some places, like some of the character models, like you and some of the major character models. The other ones look kind of blocky. The environments look pretty blocky. Sure. Uh, parts of the environments. That's the thing. Like the the ground and the path that you're on and the bridges and things, they look great. They look fantastic. But then the hills around you and the little hills you walk up onto are all very 
very much polygons and very blocky and just Weird. bad. <laughs> Sounds like this game was kind of rushed. Uh, probably. Um, we got to be out for launch. Uh, move it, move it, move it. Uh, yeah, the audio is, it's okay. It's roughly the same music all the time, here and there. Uh, is it, the is it Loverboy? I wish it was. It would be so much better. Um, yeah, it's just a mediocre game all around, you know? I mean, there's a the near thing they did. You have, like, network jars, because you do all your alchemy with jars. So you can have a network jar that somebody passes alchemy ingredients to you. But, eh, it's not that <laughs> Usually worth. it's just filled with pee. Yeah. It's just, it's mediocre hmm. throughout, unfortunately. It's a neat idea, and it just wasn't really executed all that well. Uh, so I give it a C. Okay. Yeah, I, it was funny. I was going to play that before I sent it out to you, and I, I just never ended up doing it. And now it sounds like that was a good idea. Yeah, I mean, it started out good, and it seemed like it was going to be really fun. They have a nice tutorial, and there's all kinds of moves you can pull and ways you can climb up onto things. And But the AI is not that great. Sure. You know, you, you can you can walk right up to them sometimes from behind, and you can run into stuff. You're making all kinds of noise. They don't have any clue that you're there. You can walk up to the side of them, and they don't see you somehow. <laughs> um <laughs> And then, and then there's another AI where you'll walk, you're like 50 yards away from him and you're in the bushes and he sees you or he hears you and you're like, well, what? Ah, <laughs> uh, so they're using the AI from Far Cry. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. yeah. So some, some guys have no clue that you're around. Other guys know they're like super ninja stealth guys that know exactly where you are. But they all look the same, and there's no way to tell anybody apart. <laughs> it's, it's terrible in that respect. Mm. So, yeah, it's a shame because it had promise, but uh, it just didn't come together all well, that plus well. Plus, the sequel to the amazingly popular Sheena Beat. <clears throat> well, and from what I've read in the past day or so, it's almost it not a sequel it's almost sort of a half a remake kind uh, of oh that's right i think i read that too which yeah it's more of a remake reimagining kind of thing not quite a sequel and the original wasn't all that great to begin with <laughs> that's what i've heard i i don't know okay so i never had the first one and i meant to look up videos and everything and see what it looked like and how it played but yeah, I just then you had to change poopy diapers. No, I just didn't really care to. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't wasn't worth it to me at that point. I was like, Meh. so nice. Yeah. Well, cool. Finally got that one out of the way. Yay! Now I have to finish the write up. <laughs> yeah, you know because uh, we we do nothing but exclusives here, like 2010 FIFA World Cup. Alice Madness Returns, Assassin's Creed Revelations, Batman Arkham Asylum, Batman Arkham City, uh, yep. Battle Fantasia, Battlefield 3, Binary Domain, Blades of Time, Bloodstone 007, Blur, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 3, Captain America, uh, Child of Eden, Dance Dance Revolution, Dead Island, Dead Space 2. I think I've got my point across. Anyway. What was that? <laughs> you know, because we do so many exclusives reviews. And those are all exclusive. Uh, no, those are all crap. If you only have a PS, well, sure. At that are. point, every game is exclusive to the PS3 for you. 
jackass. <laughs> All right, well, let's do these emails. We keep uh, skipping emails and stuff, so let's let's dive into these sons of bitches. Uh, first one is from Mike, and he says, uh, "With your love of pinball, you should do a feature on these guys." I've heard nothing about this company anywhere in video game podcasts. Uh, puts the website of JerseyJackPinball.com. They were at MGC. Yeah, I thought I remember that. I name. have a picture of their of their neon sign, Jersey Jack yeah. Pinball, with the New Jersey State in the middle of it. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. So yeah, maybe we will actually try to talk to them. <laughs> if not before, then at the next MGC, because I'm sure they'll be there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, we've heard of these guys before, though. We've I think we met them. Uh, he says, by the way, I've been listening since MC Wilson. Wow. Gave you a shout out on the Broadcast Gamer podcast. Uh, you were on episode three back then. Wow. Oh, MC Wilson. I miss Broadcast Gamer. Uh, keep up the good work and do a feature on these guys, damn it. Uh, longtime listener, Mike. Uh, yeah, we'll check into that because I know we've... I, I'm pretty sure I talked to these guys because they had... I want to say a Wizard of Oz pinball table there, I think. Or they were talking about it, maybe. I don't know. We'll have to check it out. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Thanks. And this next one plays right into something you forgot to mention, but this one's from Sweater Cat. What now? This one's from Sweater Cat. Oh, Sweater Cat. He's got a sweater on. Hi, guys. Late entry to the forums, but you're all doing an amazing job with it, and I'm absolutely loving it. Anyways, just wondering what your thoughts are about games such as Rainbow Moon being added for the Vita later on or not. I think this game is the exact thing a handheld needs to be successful and it seems to work. It seems it would work so well. Or maybe you can speak a little about the reasons maybe a game like this wouldn't be first day compatible. Your friendly neighborhood sweater cat. (laughs) And I mention that because doesn't sweater cat run the Zen pinball tournament? No, that's yeah beer. Oh, oh, that's yeah beer. So what did I do again? What did I forget? What? Pac-Man uh, CEDX oh, yeah, yeah. tournament coming yeah, soon. We, I forgot. We were getting to there, and then I got sidetracked. It happens. Yeah, there's going to be a. Uh, they're going to. They're trying to organize a a new league slash tournament for uh, Pac-Man, 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 for Pac-Man uh, Champion Edition DX for the PS3. So uh, head over to the forums. I think they've got it up on the forums. I know it's on the Facebook page as well, but uh, he's even got a little icon set up for it and everything, which is kind of cool. Uh, let me see here. Gaming Nights. Let's see if they have one on here yet. It's not under Gaming Nights. Wow. I added a new sub-forum, oh, a new forum nice. and sub-forum. Did you see that? Yeah, that's pretty cool. PS Nation Score Chase League. That's very cool. Nice job. Thank you. So yeah, uh, yeah. If you're interested in that, uh, I'm pretty sure even with his limited amount of time, I'm sure Josh is going to get in the middle of that because he has to show off his oh, yeah. show off his EP to everyone possible. I'm going to do what I can to smoke everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, you people are dead. Uh, so yeah, uh, Rainbow Moon. There's there's a big rumor going around, and and I've asked East, East Asia Soft about it as well, and they won't comment. But there's this big rumor going around that uh, they're going to bring Rainbow Moon to the Vita. Honestly, I agree. I think that game screams PlayStation Vita. Uh, it'd be really cool if you can actually, uh, you know, use your save file, upload it, download it, that kind of thing, and be able to do some grinding on the on the Vita. Go back to your PS3 version and play it. I do think it'd be perfect. Uh, I, I I have a feeling that this is one of those games because you know this is this is not Sony publishing it. This is another publisher. 
but I have a feeling this is one of those games that they wanted to wait and see how the game sold before they put any time and effort into the Vita version as well. Uh, that's at least my kind of take on it. Uh, do I think it would work in the Vita? Definitely. I think this is a game that, that would be perfect for the platform. Do I think it's going to happen? Yeah, I think it's going to happen. Because it's it sounds like Rainbow One's pretty popular. Uh, you know, obviously there's the naysayers, especially on like NeoGAF and everything. saying, oh, I don't like this game. But there's always somebody like that. Uh, but it sounds like it's doing pretty well. Uh, and yeah, I, I think it will work. You know, if they can get that save file. I think I talked about this last week even, didn't I? Because I talked about, or maybe it was when I was typing, but... You know, they have this network upload feature, and you can actually go to a web page and look at all your stats and everything on their website, even, which is really neat. And because of that, you know, they already have that mechanism that you'd be able to upload your save file and download it, that kind of thing. I'm sure, I would assume they can use something like that, uh, because that's usually what you have to use. So, yeah, I, th- I think it'd be great, and I, I honestly hope they do it. I think it would go over very well. I, I really do. And, and man, those visuals on that, on that Vita screen, man, would that game look good. Ooh. So, that's a game you haven't played it, have you, Josh? You probably won't. Uh, I don't know. I I kind of wanted to play it, but, t- again, it's like one of those $15 <laughs> games that I didn't want to spend the money on. I, I know it's cheaper with PlayStation Plus, and I'm on the fence about it, but still. It's a time sink, yeah. bro. Yeah. They're saying 50 hours. Uh, there's a trophy for 100 hours. Yeah. Is there a trophy for 400 hours? Otherwise, it's not worth it. (laughs) Well, like I said, I was joking around, but uh, I'm on, like, I think my character's on level 6 right now. There's a trophy for reaching uh, level 500. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That just frightens me. That's actually, that's when the panic attack started, when I saw that. I'm like, this is why I don't play these games anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it'd be really cool. So uh, obviously, you know, keep in touch with East Asia Soft. They've been uh, very accommodating, and you know, for our questions and everything else, they've been really good to work with. So I think if if they have it in the plans and they're ready to talk about it, I'm sure we can uh, get the information from them. So keep your eyes out. All right, Josh, next. All right, the next one is from Andre, and just another one to debunk the myths. <laughs> I can't remember either of you discussing whether you've played this title or not, which is Warhammer 40,000 Space the Marine. Fuck? I just talked about this like three weeks, four weeks ago, didn't <laughs> yes, I? Yes, exactly. It's one of my favorite action shooters in the past three years. Killing 3,000 orcs has never felt yeah. so rewarding. Yes, you did. Yeah. You just spoke about this a couple weeks well, ago. Well, I think it was so, like four weeks ago or something because it was free with PlayStation Plus. I think it was yes. It was in the, uh, the pack that came out when I was at E3. Yes. Yeah, and I was just kind of tooling around one day and I had that terabyte drive. I'm like, oh, well, I have room for it. I might as well download all of them. So thanks so much for yeah, listening. Thanks for listening, Andre. Andre. <laughs> great, to, great to see that everybody keeps up. Yep. <laughs> Although we had somebody that on Facebook cool. tonight saying that he's three episodes behind, but he's, he's going to listen to all three today at work. That poor guy. Mm-hmm. Oh. Apologize in advance. All right. Uh, last email. Whoops, I just clicked the wrong thing. You know, because I'm sitting on the couch and stuff. Uh, this came to us via the Contact Us button on our website, too. Very cool. Most of them did. Yeah. This is from uh, Joe Bears. Wait, is that... Is he somebody in one of the uh, uh, songs that uh, Ted Nugent sings? Joe Bears? I don't know. 
I don't know. <laughs> I was Fred Bear. That's right. Uh, he says, <laughs> I know, a terrible joke. I'll file it. Uh, love the podcast. I listen all the time during my commutes to work. Uh, do you think it's possible to have HDMI video output to a DVD with the Vita? To a TV. Or to a TV from the Vita. Uh, I know it's not supported now, but I've heard rumblings on your show from developers that they do use video out on the Vita dev units. Love love to know your thoughts. Yeah, it's definitely possible. It'll never happen, though, for a retail unit. But, yeah, the uh, the debugs that I've had in my hands uh, numerous times have an HDMI port right on them. But what they use those for is to be able to actually work on them on a monitor so they can get the graphics right, that kind of thing. But also, like I said, I think sometimes that hurts a game development if uh, they don't really look at the Vita screen that often and just do everything on the big screen. Because what happens That's is... <laughs> the text. Well, not just the text. I think a lot of <laughs> times like problem. objects don't look right on the small screen in terms of they might blend with something else too much or they're just too small and you can't see items they have to pick up. And you know, I've seen that in a couple of games already. And yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, I don't think you're ever going to see a Vita come out on the market with it because they're so paranoid by the pirates now. Uh, you know, there's ways around HTCP encryption. There's a lot of things they can do. So, uh, yeah, is it possible? Definitely. It's, it's already out there. Is it ever going to be on the retail units? Highly, highly doubt it. And I just thought of something that you and I didn't talk about. What? As a follow-up, uh, last week that you know that the the rumors came around about the new PlayStation Three model, and uh, some images were leaked this week that uh, looks like it's going to be a, a a flip top like the like the PS Two Slim. I don't know if you saw those pictures or not. Yes, I did. I like the style. If that's really what it is, even the front of it looks really good. Uh, I don't know. I like it. It looks weird. It's all ridged like Blaze potato chips or something. <laughs> like Ridge Racer? Come on, everybody else has to make that joke. Why can't we? Why are, why are we what? the ones it's, that can't make that joke? It's probably going to actually look really cool, because I said the same thing about the Slim. I was like, I don't like the way it looks, but I do like it. See, I don't like the way the Slim <laughs> no. looks, honestly, because I'm so used to that nice, you know, that, that, that shiny black obelisk that the original PlayStation 3 was. Eh. I mean, th- I like the Slim, but I think it looks a little bit too plain in some in some ways. I'm looking at it right now, and uh, I like the old PS3 look. Maybe I'm just old-fashioned. Or just old. Maybe it's just yeah. old, yeah. <laughs> Takes one to know one, jerk. That's right, Gramps. I'm talking to you. Yeah. yeah. So what? Shut, shut up. Jerk, shut up. You are. Uh-uh. All right. I think there was one other thing we wanted to talk about, but I can't think of what the hell it is. I'll tell you what people need to do is uh, go over to the forums on psnation.org. Register for those forums. It's very, very quick, and it's free. And, uh, man, we got a lot of great conversations going on over there. It's really badass. And stop joining the damn Facebook group. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm just trying to get more Seriously. people to talk to Josh. That's all. Yeah. Josh needs friends. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, well, let's get the hell out of here then. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, a lot of different ways you can do that. You can send us an email a couple different ways. As mentioned before, you can go over to the website at psnation.org. And over on the right side, to scroll down a little bit, you'll see a contact us area. With uh, You can you know, email us that way. It'll have the voicemail number there. A lot of different things you can do. Or you can send an email to podcast at psnation.org. Uh, you can also send us a voicemail in a couple different ways. You can uh, send us an, an email with an MP3 if you want. 
Or you can call us on Skype at WDT-Torgo. Or you can uh, call our regular voicemail line at 715-502-9773. Standard long-distance rates apply. And that one will cut you off after three minutes. Not our fault. Uh, you can join our Facebook group. Just type in PS Nation and uh, hit join, and you can do it that way. You can look for us over on Stitcher if you use that Stitcher streaming app. Uh, hit us up over there. I know some of our listeners were uh, actually talking about that this week already up on the Facebook. that They found us on Stitcher. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter. You can look at, P- at PJF, as in Frank Josh, or at PS3Nation. And hey, our Twitter followers got some pretty cool shit yesterday. They all got A bunch of them got the uh, Little Big Planet carding beta vouchers. And uh, hey, who knows? Maybe we'll get a hold of some more. We'll see. Uh, so that again, at PJF Josh and at PS3 Nation. Uh, also, you can check us out or check out our, our podcast network over at Retroids.com. A lot of different gaming podcasts over there. All community driven as well. Very fun to, to find something that's in your niche. Uh, and also, you, you want to help us keep the lights on. You know, all this free content you guys get, like these three hour shows that we always put out, they're free. So we need to be able to keep the lights on somehow, and honestly, it's going to get a little bit worse, I think, next year. So a way to help us out is a way to help you out as well, and then, and you can do that a couple of different ways. You can head over to audiblepodcast.com slash psnation, and that's audiblepodcastsingular.com slash psnation. Sign up for the free trial there, and uh, you get to choose out of over 100,000 audiobooks, and guess what? You get to keep one for free no matter what. So even if you don't want to stay for the whole trial, you quit early, it doesn't hurt anybody, and you get to keep the book, and it still helps us out. So it's pretty badass. So check that out over at audiblepodcast.com slash psnation. And also head over to our merch store at zazzle.com slash psnation, and uh, you can check out uh, all the great stuff we got over there. Hats, shirts, hoodies, cups, mugs, beer steins. Uh, the beer steins are awesome. I actually use mine all the time. Uh, there's stickers. There's iPad cases. There's iPod cases and iPhone cases. There's... I don't even know what the hell we have over there anymore. We got to get over there and check that out. Maybe even update it a little bit. But uh, check that out, and and you can customize anything that's over there as well. That again is zazzle dot com slash ps nation. Oh, some people have actually been mentioning maybe us selling a DVD with like a bunch of the old episodes on it. So I might look into doing that too, like sell it for five bucks or something. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know because that's a lot. I, I think I can get all the episodes on one DVD. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> really not sure. Uh, and also check out our buddies over at It Is Written. If you check out the show notes, episode 277 on the com website, you'll see the link for It Is Written's new album that you can find on iTunes over at CD Baby. And, uh, yeah, check that out. They're, they're our good friends, and they uh, supply us with the music that we use. So, I don't know. Next week, uh, I'm sure we're, we're going to be geeking out about Batman. I'm actually going to find out if we can get a special guest on to talk about that as well that can geek out about it. So, are you even going to watch it before next week's episode, Josh? I know you're busy. I, no, there's no way. Yeah, I know you're busy. There's no way. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Yeah. So, now I can't talk about it. Nope. Ha ha. <sighs> we have to do a spoiler episode or something. Get Get a guest on. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, because I'm already seeing it twice, so I'm definitely going to want to talk about it, because I'll be like, oh my god, 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 that's what you do. Anyway. So, all right, well, cool. Next week, uh, I don't know what we're going to be talking about review-wise, but, uh, you know, I'm I'm actually working on my backlog for reviews right now. I'm going to start working on Unit 13, and probably uh, 
Actually, somebody else took Twisted Metal now, which is good, because I keep playing it in little spurts, because uh, I suck at it online. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm terrible at it. So, all right, well, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Who knows what we're going to be talking about, but I'm sure we'll have something to say. Thanks for sticking with us, folks. Hopefully you enjoyed this little bit longer episode. Again, sorry if there was any like weird noises in the background or anything. I've been holding on to the mic the whole time instead of being in a stand. And, well, sorry for Josh's voice. We, we apologize for that every week. Nah. <laughs> Get out there, play some games. Have a great week. Like, black women, there's, a, there's this thing. Like, I don't know like how much people really know about. Like, do you see my man? What's your name, bro? Tolu. I'm trying to be all brotherly, but I'm like, nigga, Tolu. What you named after feet and a hula hoop thing? Like, some goofy African name somebody named you. My mother did that same stupid shit. That's what Patrice is. I would have, let me tell you something. You'd be watching, if it was up to one of my goofy ass 80 old aunts, I'd be Lumumba O'Neal up this motherfucker. Your moms went right through with it. Tulu, the... Tulu, the man with eight white friends. They can't even fully have you as a friend. What the fuck, they gonna introduce you to other white people? This is Tulu, the... Tulu Robertson? What the fuck is wrong with you? What's your nickname, nigga? Don't say Lulu or Tutu. I hate that name. And you got the, the voice that go with it, too. Tolu. Deep voice ass Tolu. And you sitting with a Ralph and a Brian and a Jimmy. This nigga's Tolu, the great warrior that works at a law firm. Tolu, an associate, nigga. I fucking hate that name. I hate that name. Tolu, nigga. I hate that shit because it means something. And it's just goofy-ass parents, man. I grew up with a woman's name. Nobody knows this shit is Patrice Lumumba, some African? That's a girl's name. Patrice? You sure Can I call you something else? Can I call you Brent or something? I don't want to call you Tolu, man. I don't. With you, man. I know you, you went through hell in school, huh? You had the ass. That's why you got white friends, right? Niggas done tore you a new asshole. Every day he come to school, niggas probably go, like niggas are funny. Here come Tolu. Here come Tolu. But your white friends go, that's a very majestic name, my friend. What is that name about? Well, it's from a king of That's cool, man. Come, come on, hang out with us. No one's gonna tease me. This is not a setup. No, man. I love the word.
Tolu. Let me look it up for you, brother. Oh, it means love and, and peace for the rest of your life, Tolu. <laughs> Niggas just be lonely, but good day, but Tolu. I got on my nigga, but I talk to Tolu. Tolu. Tolu, I got no nigga, go we ain't shit though. Niggas ain't shit. We mean. We are. We mean shit. We mean. But that's why a lot of niggas date white women. Yeah. Yeah, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's a motherfucker. It's it's a man. You the shit you go through with being black is just. White people don't have to go through. One thing you don't have to go through, you don't have to go through, like, being individual. There's no shit you could do to embarrass all the other white people and shit. It really ain't. You're criminals, you get a serial killer. A uh, white guy killed 30 people. It ain't like I'm going, your people kill people all the time. It's just, you dismiss your criminals. Eh, he's a crazy guy, I'm not, he's crazy. Niggas gotta love their criminals. You don't understand what it's like to. <laughs> I always wonder why black women get mad when they see black men with white women, man. They get pissed. Not, not, maybe not so more. But, but work with me. Don't be unreasonable. I'm not making this up from me. I'm making it up from your reaction. So you may not, but let's be. You know, and the big reason is, look, white women are just uh, more pleasant. <laughs> On the front end, just straight up out the box. Hi, how are you? It's a weird thing, like shit. <laughs> You say hi to a black woman, she'll call you a faggot in your face. Hi, how you doing? How you doing? What's that old faggot ass shit? You ain't gonna get no pussy like that saying hi, nigga. Pussy ass nigga, hello. What's that for? I'm gonna take my pants off now, nigga. Women are warlike. They war. They. I have a black mother, man. There's no. My mother is war. Like she's not happy unless there's some confusion. If there's confusion getting ready to happen, she gets excited. She gets. I'm going I get to curse a motherfucker out up in this bitch. I'm just saying, when you see a motherfucking black dude that dates white women, I'm just trying to help out. I'm not even talking about the jungle fever part, which is, look, if I fuck black women my whole life, you just you want to just see what it's like to fuck somebody else. It is what it is. It, I mean, where's your girl, bro? One next to you? My wife. Your wife? Oh, okay. Oh, uh, he don't want to get in trouble. No, no, no. But she, she's, whew, she's just like, ah. But have you been with a white woman? Never. <laughs> okay, why? That's something I, why? No, I'm saying why. I'm, no, I, I, said, I heard you say. 
We're okay. Fair enough. And I'm the same way. I've, I've, I don't know white women. I've, I've been not, with one. I'm not racist. <laughs> <laughs> Is that? <laughs> Polo, you got your spear on you, nigga? I want you to stab the shit out this motherfucker. Come on, that horse shit. and I would put my white sister in. Next time you do that shit, nigga, I want... I want you to do this shit and start killing this nigga. <laughs> Have you really? I, 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 I'm, I'm almost strictly black woman, too, because I, I just... You... you, you, you you catch what you know how to hunt. I know how to hunt black women, man. It's a it's a skill to hunt an aggressive creature, man. You can catch a white bitch with uh, some fruits and nuts in your hand. You gotta come with a stick at the bus stop. You couldn't straighten your motherfucking wig this morning, bitch. What, you fat motherfucker? You heard me? What? Listen, I'm sorry. I was just a little nervous about you. So beautiful, I didn't really know what to say and what to do. Well, you didn't have to come at me like that. I'm sorry. I just, I don't know. I'm sorry. Can we start all over, please? to get mad about it. Black women are just rough. That doesn't have anything to do that reflects them as people, as, as, a, as the beauty of it. But not, I'm just talking about the, just the, the overall, white women are pleasant up front. 